there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas. From the Circa Resort and Casino on tap over the next three hours today, we have Josh Applebaum in 30 minutes. He is a VEASAN sports betting analyst. We'll get an NFL playoff market report with him and a couple of bets that he likes early here on a Wednesday morning. Rick Spielman in 90 minutes. CBS Sports, the 33rdteam.com, former Vikings GM, will be on the program today. And Mike Palm, who is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino. A lot to go over with Mike, as uh, we like to call it, Wednesdays with the Maestro Later on today, Paulie, how many examples have we had now over the past, you know, two, three weeks to a month about the market generally knows before the news breaks? We had two, well, really three line moves yesterday. I'll point out two of them to begin. One of them was the game that you're on. It's the Sunday night game. The Bengals did go from six and a half to a solid seven across the board. And now I'm seeing minus 115. So it's drifting out to work and touch seven and a half. Does that tell you that the market knows that Lamar Jackson probably won't play in this game on Sunday night? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, right? Because the Ravens aren't giving you anything, and the guy hasn't uh, practiced, and they expected him back since Chris on Christmas Eve. That and Harbaugh's given nothing up. Zero. As far as He's that, laughing. Right? Yep, yep. And I am going down with the ship. I know the line moved yesterday. Maybe it's an indictment of Skylar Thompson, though. If Teddy Two Gloves could play, I just don't understand how Tua could play. With player safety, and a doctor would clear him when 16 days ago he had, at, at best, his second concussion, but I think it was his third, yeah. how it's all played out. So today's a very important day, but you saw the, the market support for Miami, but I'm going down with the ship. I, I can't see him playing on Saturday after what happened on Christmas. Okay, but let me ask you this. Do you think that line moves from where it was touching, what, 11 
at some spots uh, earlier in the week. You think that goes below 10 and goes all the way down? I think it was actually below 9. I think it was 8.5 yesterday for a minute. Uh-huh. Do you think it goes there because Teddy Bridgewater is going to start? Or because people think that Tua might actually practice today and he could give it a go? Mm-hmm. That line moves not moving because of Teddy Bridgewater. Well, Thompson was horrendous, though. I mean, that that's... It was pretty... They couldn't do anything through the passing attack. I mean, it was against the Jets and a must-win. You, you have six points till the final drive set up by a... A 15-yard penalty? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was it got to like 11, 11 and a half. Do you think it's really going to go yeah. below 10 because of Skylar yeah. Thompson? To Teddy, I don't think so. Do they know he's playing as of now? No, I think today's a big day the, to determine that in Miami. Yeah, I would say that too. Now, however, again, and we're on until 10 o'clock Eastern. I, I hope that we have news on this before the show ends one way or the other. Like, you know what? Tua is going to give it a go today in practice. Or, you know what? He can't go today. That's why t- today is so massive for this. And if he does not go out there today in practice, I, I believe this number does go back to 10 and maybe above 10. Mm-hmm. But if he does go out there in practice, and you know, my guess is right now it would be limited on a Wednesday, then it, then it's, it could actually maybe go the other way. And it could come back down to, uh, you know, in that eight territory, eight and a half territory. Well, no one's given Miami a chance with Thompson. That's why I thought maybe it's possible if Teddy could play and they're getting news on Teddy that it could move a pointer because no one's given him a chance. Everyone expects a blowout if that's the case. I think it probably settles uh, back at 10 if it's Teddy. And, and, and the, the first two games were close. The game earlier in the season was bananas. It was 21-19 Miami, but the plays were 90-39 to and yards were 497-212. to The Saturday night game that we watched here was phenomenal. It was 32-29 Buffalo. Was awesome. Allen was Superman. He threw for 300, ran for 80, had four touchdowns. They were down eight. In the fourth quarter, Mostert though had a buck thirty in that game. He did, and and doesn't look like he's going to go with the broken thumbs. But yeah. I mean, that's that was the game yeah. in which I mean I, I was on the Bills uh, on the look ahead line. That number moved in my direction. That's that's because the Dolphins were playing. It was really one of the most unfair scheduling spots for a team in recent memory. Yeah, right. right? When they had back to back games on the West Coast, Niners, Chargers, and then oh by the way, guys, now you got to go play the Bills on a Saturday night. When they played a Sunday night game against the Chargers, and it was an awful spot, and the Dolphins could have, would have, should have defeated the Bills in Buffalo. Yeah. What if these guys go over two though? I mean, what if it's Lamar Jackson, and it's going to be Teddy, or or just say no two of them on Saturday? Well, if, I mean, it's, it's, if it's, it's, I know what's happened the last couple of weeks. Is it okay if it's Lamar Jackson, and he does go? I don't think he does, but if he does go. This comes back off seven, right? That's a huge number. The Ravens are good. I know the Bengals yeah. are the best covering team in the league. They're blazing hot. Nobody's better than them right now. And look, there's nobody higher on the Bengals than I am. I love them. I have them to win the Super Bowl and to win the AFC, obviously. But seven, if Jackson goes against that defense, ah, in, in a divisional game? Though. Yeah, but how about the Russ factor? No, there's something to that yeah, for sure. A, and he's missed five games, six games. So yeah. there's, there's just no passing attack to speak of. You can rip by the front office for the lack of wide receivers too, but I mean, it's he throws to Andrews and then who else? So if you contain the rushing attack, I mean, <laughs> they don't have a lot of meat on the bone yeah, there for right. for the passing attack. For they sure. have they have contained uh, Burrow. Oh yeah, he yeah. has not gone off. I mean, he's been two twenty two fifteen range passing in both games. Uh, the first game was Tucker at the gun for the win. Uh, what nineteen seventeen I believe so, but he Burrow did not, and they only held him to three. They held him. They only had three points in the second half of the game last week. So. And also consider the Ravens secondary has uh, not exactly yeah. been Hall of Famers this year. Yeah, yeah, it's been rough for that for that unit right on the season. What did you think of the Ballard press conference? Because I know you were 
I tip my cap to him. Yes, you were you were very good on this Monday. And I see where you're coming from about what were the Texans doing. You know, the Colts were in the same position years ago with Andrew Luck. Yeah. It's like, why would you win this game? It's Andrew Luck, generational talent. And then the injuries, and he steps away early. And the organization hasn't recovered. But during the Ballard press conference, he said, I, I made, I, it starts with me. I've made mistakes. I have to fix it. I have to get it right. I went with Wentz, didn't work. I went with Matt Ryan, didn't work. He the, then was asked, will you trade up to get that quarterback and go up from four to number one? And he says, I will do whatever it takes. How about that for a And quote? that's exactly why you cannot win that game if you're the Houston Texans. Of course. Because and that, what, it, what it means to have that pick, and if someone's just desperate, like a Indianapolis with a guy whose job could be on the line now, right? Right. Who knows with Ursay, but his job could be on the line. And he's like, okay, you better hit a home run here with this draft pick. And, and now it's, well, they don't have it now. And it's Chicago, which you think Chicago would love to give that up because they're, they're set with fields? You want a quarterback and take Stroud? Okay, here, I, I mean, uh, Young? Okay, fine. Yeah, agree or disagree on you know these quarterback prospects and whether or not they can play in the league, I really don't care. I mean, there's a chance where all three of these guys, Stroud, Young, Levis, where they're no good. There's a chance where two sure. of them are good. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. Again, this do we have to go over this every single year to remind people? I heard today driving in, the Colts or the Panthers have to trade up to number one because you can't miss on Bryce Young. He's a generational talent. I, I, what? <laughs> I have you ever paid attention to the NFL yeah. before? He's 5'11". But you never know how a team is going to look at that number one pick. I got to have my guy. Okay, like I have a bet. I have two bets on Will Levis at thirty to one to be the first. Do you think I, if I'm drafting, do I take Will Levis number one? Of course not. But when Mel Kiper and other people are writing stories about it all year long, telling you that scouts and front office personnel are in love with Will Levis, okay, I'll listen to that. And maybe that's the quarterback that teams are going to be, you know, super willing to uh, trade up for in this draft. I, maybe, maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. But you. That number one pick in the draft is like a pot of gold. And the Texans screwed it up, period. This is Ballard. How? Mm -hmm. I, this is why, I mean, he just sat down and he was not screwing around yesterday. He took the full blame. Look, I failed. I'm not going to sit up here and make excuses. Failed a lot of people. Um, highly disappointed, you know, about where we're at, how the season went. You know, I never take lightly what's at stake here. And it's not, you know, the wins and losses, but, you know, people's lives are on the line. Players' families, coaches' families, front office, people in this building. And I don't ever take that lightly. And, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed where we're at. And ultimately, it falls on my shoulders. I will say this. Mm. What a tough spot for the organization to be in, what is it, five years ago now, when Andrew Luck decided to retire out of nowhere? Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. And Ursa, so, Ursa mentioned that, yeah, yeah. about how you don't expect that, right? And they've been desperate ever since, obviously. Yeah. Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, yada, 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 the list goes on. So I can understand now, they're like, my God, we thought we had Andrew Luck for you know, 15, 18 years. And then he just re decided to retire one day. So we tried yeah. to fill that over and over and over again. Can't do it anymore. We have to get a guy young, a stud in the draft, and we'll do what it takes. You realize how many people have been fired as a result of Carson Wentz the last couple of years? Oh, boy. There's another one, right? But that's a desperate guy who knows his job's on the... I'll oh. do whatever it takes. They fall in love with a quarterback. Bam, uh, there you go. Sure. There it is. Hmm? 
I mean, you have to solve this. It's 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 a debacle. I mean, it's every year with this. And it makes so much it's sense br- now because the Bears and then their GM came out and said, well, we'd have to be blown away by a quarterback. Why even make a comment? Don't even say anything. True. Good point. Right? Just let Down it go. Right. Yeah. And, and then, so the Bears, you would think, would be, okay, yeah, we're, we're a good dance partner. It makes sense. We have Justin Fields. What else are you going to give us besides the fourth pick overall? I left out Rivers, too. They went to the playoffs. No, but no, yeah. They, didn't they, they almost the, won that game. They, they should have. But that, right, that game. was another one, too. We're just, we're just going to bring in this veteran. All right, with the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions like their Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parley Insurance, and more. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. We have a lot to go over and win some, lose some. Paulie will recap last night's betting action coming up next. Uh, what took place in the NHL last night was absolutely bonkers. Yes. And a record was set in the NBA. Not only is, I'm not joking, it is like ultra impressive for a team to do this. And oh, by the way, they needed every single one of them. Details on that and a coach that is in, who man, I would say scalding hot water. Coming up on Follow the Money, it's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Follow the Money on v With the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boost. All the props for the playoff games. Dynamite. Good house specials. And whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, they have you covered. The Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, the Sunday football parlay insurance. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. 
All right, so we're excited about the props that come out on a you know weekly basis, and then the season-long, or I should say the playoff-long props as well, Paulie, to lead the league in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. And there yeah. are you know ways to attack this. Like, for example, when you look at the receiving yards, and Stephon Diggs is 6-1, to one, and then you go down and see a guy like Travis Kelsey at 10-1, to one, well, what's the play here? The Bills have an additional game, in theory. Yeah. So if they are able to... Let's say it's the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC title game, and the Bills win that game. I mean, you got at that point, Diggs is awesome. But if if they don't win that game, that's like part of the whole strategy is right. Do you take a team that has a game this weekend? Do you take a team on a bye because you like their chances to make the Super Bowl more? I'd be very surprised if the Bills win the AFC. Very, very surprised. surprised. Why yep. do you say that? Because the defense has been so bad, and then the turnovers. We briefly talked about it yesterday. They have the third most turnovers in the league. Can't play like no, that, that this is time. Big. Especially when you're going against Mahomes. Can't make mistakes. Mm. Lucky to beat Miami in the last game at home. So, I mean, some of these are starting to trickle out now. Uh, and, uh, DraftKings has interception props up, too. Geno Smith's $1.60 to throw a pick. But uh, to what you're talking about here, not weekly, all playoffs, most receiving yards. Right. Diggs is the favorite. Chase and Kelsey, 10-1. to 1. This is a fantastic prop. A.J. Brown. Right? Do they get to the Super Bowl? Right. Now here now take a peek at Kittle. Fifteen to one. Remember I said he's been on a milk carton with Garoppolo? Mm-hmm. The last five games he has thirty two targets. He also has seven touchdowns going back. So with Purdy coming in, I mean he's just been his go to guy and he's had big time performances. I'll tell you right since now since the quarterback change. I mean, I would mu- I love Justin Jefferson. You're right. I made a big case for him to be in the MVP mix this year back in August. Have him offensive player of the year. Give me a guy like Ayuk at 18 to 1, um, Kittle 15 to 1, or even AJ Brown 12 to 1 over Justin Jefferson. The reason why I don't think the Vikings are going to go very far. I can see them winning this weekend, and then that's probably it for them. Yeah. Jefferson, if they play two games, he's not going to lead the playoffs and receive. He's going to, he'd have to have 195 and like 206 to have a chance to win that thing. Yeah. You also have the scenario where the Niners could do the, is it blowout city. The first, even though they get to the Super Bowl. Though. Oh yeah, is it? It's such a comfortable lead. It's just run the ball and get out of there. But that's interesting to stay away from sure, one of those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Debo fifteen, Jefferson, like you mentioned. So, so what do you have on some of these with the matchups? Okay, well, I'll give you this on Diggs because you know, like hardcore fantasy people are pointing out <clears throat> that we might get some shadow coverage this week. Some ex- uh, examples of that in this game. Xavier Howard could be on Stefan Diggs. Howard versus Buffalo this year. He only played in one game. He had a PFF coverage grade of 72.6, which is not great. He allowed five catches on seven targets for 71 yards and a touchdown and a passer rating to Josh Allen of 136.3. On the season, Howard allowed six touchdowns and his highest passer rating of his career. He did allow three touchdowns against the Bills in 2021, and he's a 145th ranked quarterback at Pro Football Focus. Diggs versus Miami this year in two games. Seven for 74 on 11 targets. Five for 60 on nine targets. Actually, his last gigantic game came in September of the pandemic season. He had eight for 153 and one on 13 targets. That's only one game I get that. Mm -hmm. But overall, uh, Howard's not great. Your cousin's not great, Paul. But Diggs really hasn't gone off in previous matchups against Miami. Okay. That would be one. Uh, Adore Jackson could be on Justin Jefferson again. Maybe this is more of a weekly thing than a playoff long thing. 
Jackson did not play against Minnesota in the regular season. His passer rating allowed was 85.3. He allowed two touchdowns on the year and had seven breakups. He's the 42nd rated quarterback at uh, Pro Football Focus. However, again, when he did not play in that game, Jefferson was awesome against the Giants. He had 12 for 133 and a touchdown on 16 targets. I'll give you one more mm-hmm. here. It's uh, Trayvon Diggs could be on Mike Evans, Cowboys Buccaneers oh. on Monday night. Very interesting because he gambles. He likes to gamble quite a bit. Right. And did they find something there with Evans' performance against Carolina? Maybe they did. He's 25 to 1. I'll ask you this Would you rather yeah. have Mike Evans 25 to 1 or CeeDee Lamb 20 to 1? I'll take Evans. It's still Tom Brady. Uh, you can't fall off your chair if they uh, win a couple games. Yeah. yeah you th- probably th- can't. Just how it is. I mean, Diggs allowed five touchdowns on the year and a passer rating of 99.4. Evans versus Dallas all the way back in week one. Five for 71 and a touchdown on seven targets. They did play last year. Evans had three catches for 24 yards only on six targets in that game. But I'm with you. Diggs mm-hmm. likes to gamble quite a bit. And uh, Evans really was coming on late there at the end of the year. That Carolina game certainly helped. I can give you a, uh, one more here. Tredavious White uh, could be all over Jalen Waddle. Waddle is sixty to one. You're up against it because they have to win as a you know nine and a half point dog this weekend, and we don't know if two is going to play yet. But uh, White versus Miami this year, he allowed three catches on nine targets for sixty-seven yards and seven catches on eighteen targets against Miami in twenty twenty-one. Waddle versus Buffalo did quite well. He had four for uh, 102 yards on six targets and three for 114 and a touchdown on seven targets. So if Tua plays, Waddle had a great regular season against yes. Buffalo's defense. Yes. So some nuggets to consider a great there. Season. That, again, that might be more for just this week, but how these, te- how these players can get started as well in week one of the playoffs. How about the quarterbacks? Now that's tough because he wanted to say, well, I'll take Mahomes for most passing yards, but... Right? If you only play three games and then you face a nasty 49er defense, which I know he lit up in the first meeting, to me, Allen can't be the favorite. Uh, it can't be because I, I think I think Cincinnati beats them. And then if they still win that game, though, what, what, they're supposed to announce the neutral site soon. What do you think? Well, I would say this. If they do announce a neutral, would that factor into this handicap? Because then you're going to get, yeah, what, what, if it's yeah. Josh Allen and Mahomes playing in a dome, you have to like that much more for betting either one of these guys yeah. as opposed to like playing in, you know, six-degree weather. That's an added part of, of the handicap for sure. People were throwing it out. Where do you want the game? Well, that's Mike Palm, VP of Circuit, coming up later. Soldier Field, Lambeau, Rose Bowl out here. Uh, Heinz, what is it? It's still Heinz Field. Heinz, change yeah. it Wherever it's Steelers play, yeah. Put it out there. Is it outside? Do you think, think it'd have to be outside if that's the matchup? I've seen people make a case for MetLife in New York. Uh I think you can find better spots than that. Yeah, yeah. To me, Allen, would, sorry, Allen plus two twenty-five. Mahomes three to one. Burrow four. Hurts six to one. Herbert eight to one. Then you have Purdy. Yeah, Purdy. Maybe twelve to one. Mm. Can the kid throw for two seventy every single game? Well, you you made a case that the, you wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers won a couple of games. I mean, he's throwing the ball forty-five times a game. Brady. Yeah. So if they if they happen to knock <laughs> right and win well, one or two of these, it's also about the matchups. I mean, it depends how Tampa Bay. I can't see Tampa Bay going to San Francisco though. I mean, that was utter domination and destruction. Not that long. ago. I think that'd almost be a repeat. Yeah. Of what happened, maybe not that ugly, but oh, 
Also, but, uh, if they go to Philly, you never know, I guess. A guy that I would consider, but his, his odds are way too short, I would consider Herbert at a longer number. If Herbert was in the 15 to 20 to 1 range, I'd grab him. Because, I, I mean, come on, it's a pick on basically against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. If Like, if they made a deep run, I would not be shocked at all. And a lot of it will have to do with uh, how he plays. If they're winning games, Herbert's probably throwing for 300, 350 a game. But 8-1, to one, oh yeah. boy, that's too short no, for me I to know. bet. Yeah, I'm with you. These other guys, you just need... Man, like a guy like Gino or Danny Dimes... How concerned are you with these quarter- runs? Oh, sorry. How yeah. concerned are you with these quarterbacks making their first start? Well, I think you have start. to be. Yeah. I mean, the history's been ugly. Of course. Ugly. The Jacksonville game, they play each at one another. But Danny Dimes, and not that Cousins had a lot of success. He's uh, what one and two in the playoffs. But right. just the experience factor and going out there, and now it's playoff time. Oh, it's been ugly. Again, it's it's five and 21 straight up. 28% ATS since 2006. My God. And there could be more added. No matter what happens in Miami, and then we'll see if uh, if Lamar doesn't play and it doesn't look good. Well, how about this? I mean, the first-time playoff quarterbacks versus non-first-time quarterbacks, 16-34 and 34 straight up, 14-35 and 1 ATS, like you just said. But this year, it could be you know, Skyler Thompson, Huntley. Yeah. I think we'll find out more about those situations today, obviously, but... Uh, time now for the pro tip of the hour. Wildcard underdogs last five years, 16 and 8 ATS, 67%. And dogs with the line move in their favor, 16 and 7, 70% ATS. When versus a team that missed the playoffs a year ago, they are 10 and 1 ATS. This applies to Jacksonville. And pro tips are available on the VSIN website, vsin.com. Get at least 20 every day where they're available by sport and by show. We'll go over strong wild card trends coming up next. There is a point spread sweet spot that is 12 and 0 with the average score 32 and uh, to 14. Details next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. The start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, they have you covered. Join them every week for great promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance. It's a whole new game, great house specials and menu at Bet Rivers. So DraftKings is offering odds right now on the next head coach at four different spots in the NFL. Could we be could we have five by next Tuesday? Uh, the Monday night game. If Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys lose to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, could Mike be gone? Big Mike. What What's the better scenario if you want him out? Is it what Mike Florio said with us last week from Pro Football Talk, that it would be another debacle with the clock, with Dak and the fall, it's sliding against San Francisco, and how could you call that play, or is it if they get housed? I, does, does it even matter? Either scenario. I re- Either scenario. I mean, if it's... If they're killed, I think you have to consider it for sure. And how they played down the stretch, and Dak has regressed. I mean, Paul, can you actually imagine if another scenario happens like it did last year? You'd fire him on the field. I can't imagine a scenario where yeah. that would, it would be that bad. I, That's I, an all-time screw-up that they had. I mean, Sean Payton is out there, and you wanted to hire him, and you were going to hire him. And then the crazy story in Mike's book about the Anthony Davis trade, and... 
and uh, Loomis didn't want to lose Anthony Davis and Sean Payton, but he was right. going to go to Dallas. I mean, with him out there now, and I know he said, Strahan asked him, chances you're at Fox next year. He said seven on a scale of one to ten. Okay. But he can have his pick. But if you, I don't care. Even if they get beat, it's unacceptable. You ever want to run don't, playoff don't, game since 93? Come I, on. I don't now. think that'll do it, though. Come on. I think we've seen it too many. Here's Jerry. Jerry Jones was on 105.3, the fan in Dallas. He was asked if Marth, uh, McCarthy and his job could be in jeopardy with a loss on Monday. No. Just, I, I don't even want to. Uh, no. Uh, that's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got... Uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. It seems like he doesn't want to go down that road and envision a scenario where they lose. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Plus and minuses. Come on. But what's a this, lot more to go on? What, yeah. I mean, again, if it is ugly against the Buccaneers, you have this and yeah. you have the debacle against the 49ers last year. That, that outweighs anything else. Because when it matters most, you're not getting the job done. Yeah. And Big Mike was far from good in Green Bay. Odds are up again, DraftKings, Arizona, next head coach. Sean Payton, the shortest shot on the board at plus 250. Would he want to go to Arizona? Uh, are they going to trade Hopkins now? I don't want it. I don't want No. It appears like, yeah, they, Hopkins is not going to be back. No. And who knows how long Kyler Murray is going to be out next year Yep, with he, the ACL. There you go. That's another one. He'll we, miss the start of the season. And he's also, yeah, I, that's, uh, this is a strange list too. Yeah. About who good, good luck, right? There's always surprises. I mean, the Hackett thing last year, too. Well, that's the thing. I, that, I believe I, that you're going to be able to find a guy on this board at, at long odds that's going to pay off because it's not going to be Sean Payton. Shane Steichen is the Eagles offensive coordinator. He's the second guy on the board at plus 650. Now, you've got to be kidding me. The enemy can't get a job, but you're seeing the Hackett How about and that? this name. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Yep. I mean, I, lo I love the ring around the rosy stuff like that. I mean, the creativity. And what Bienemy has done in Kansas City, and again they hired Peters. They, Peterson got a job. Nagy got a job. Nagy didn't it. work out, but yeah. Nagy also stopped the creativity after year one in Chicago. It didn't make any sense. Right. Then I, he started protecting Trubisky. I think the Arizona situation is god awful. I, I can't agree. believe how badly they've screwed this up. They gave uh, Kingsbury an extension ten months ago to twenty twenty seven. They gave Murray a foolish contract, and now he's out for a long time. And oh, by the way, they're doubling down. Because we found out yesterday Kyler Murray is going to have some sort of say or input. And in the next head coach, here's Michael Bidwell from the Cardinals side talking about Murray's role in the next step. I think so. I mean, right now he's obviously he's re, re, recovering from a surgery and will be rehabbing in the offseason. Uh, but I think the, the big thing is he remains a dual threat, uh, incredibly explosive player. And, uh, you know, He's going to recover from this injury, and, and we're going to have uh, a great player come back next year. And so I think it's really important for us to make sure that we, we don't lose sight of that. And let's not lose sight of 13 months ago, we were 12-2. and two. We are the hottest team in the league just 13 months ago. And so you've, you've all seen it. There are teams that have been down a few years ago uh, that have flipped around and now are in the playoffs. So I feel like we can be a quick turnaround. We've got to get the right head coach, the right general manager in here, and that we can do that. We've got a lot of talent on this team, and we need to recover from these injuries, get back to uh, focusing on, you know, what are the things that we need to be doing to win the NFC West.
Mm. Yeah, I don't think they're close to that team that was 12 and 2, 13 months no, ago. No, no way. Not close. No. And I understand you want him on the same page and with the new coach, but it, it was ugly how he couldn't get along with Kingsbury. Absolutely. It was a horrible relationship. So I'm, I'm pretty firm on this. I think that Dan Quinn's going to be surfacing again in the next uh, coaching cycle. If you bet Dan Quinn at plus odds at every one of these spots, if he did the math right, I think he'd make some money because he, he ranges between plus 225 and 15, 12 to 15 to 1. I think Dan Quinn's going to get one of them. Yes. He'll be back coaching somewhere next year. Mm-hmm. So for this Cardinals job, he's uh, a longer shot here. He's at 12 to 1. I don't think Harbaugh's 15 to 1. I would not bet him there either. Does Frank Reich show up again? Or does he take a year off? I'm not talking specifically now about Arizona. I'm talking about any of these jobs. Uh, there was news about him yesterday, I thought. Uh, I may have missed that, if, if Dustin could find it. Um, I, I think Harbaugh's just using this to get another raise. I mean, he's really, he's really, really going to leave Michigan? I, I, don't I changed think he my should. mind on that. I, I don't think he should. Right. With what's out there? Yeah. Yeah, for what it's worth, again, the Broncos did have a virtual interview with Jim Harbaugh on Monday. So they had that, and let me find out here. The Broncos' next head coaching odds, he's plus 30, uh, 330 to go there. Quinn's the favorite. Shorter shot at plus 225. Right. Wilson was asked about him, too, and uh, he signed off on it. And it just had uh, rave reviews for, for Dan Quinn. But the Peyton thing's interesting, you know? They're going to they're gonna throw that kind of money at you, right? And I'm with you, though. Get out of the AFC, especially in that division. But mm. uh, I, I still think it's a good situation. If anyone can fix Wilson... And you have to fix him. What you gave up? <laughs> Again, what a year for Seattle, right? You trade him and unload the – you don't have to sign him, right? And you get a top five pick and you're rebuilding and you make the playoffs. Right. Nuts what happened in and Seattle. you're in a much – it just so happens that the division – but that's, that's part of the breaks, right? Awful. Rams and the Rams could be bad for a long time. And I think the Cardinals are going to be bad for a while. I am hearing things about Ryan's. Maybe Ryan's, the 49er DC, could get that too. Uh, Ryan's is definitely going to go somewhere. I don't know which spot that he would prefer, but D'Amico Ryan's is probably going to end up with a head coaching spot, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks. It depends on how long they make it, you know, month, whatever that time frame is going to be. Harbaugh, again, he's like between plus 225 and plus 350 to get a couple of these jobs. And it comes down to either the Broncos or the Colts. But to your point, I... It is Bruce Feldman reporting this. That was Bruce Feldman who said if the if it's a big offer, he's going. Yeah. So I, I don't Quinn is, that what you want. Quinn is six to one to go there. And then you have names like Ben Johnson plus six fifty. I'm talking about Indy now. Aaron Glenn plus seven fifty. Raheem Morris ten to one. D'Amico Rhines is ten to one to go there. Again, these spots for Sean Payton to land. I, I just I man. Why would he go to Indy? Look at Saturday, fifteen to one. Still under consideration. Ballard said that too yesterday. A- actually, in that you know what? Is that the play? Oh my God! He can't be serious if Ursay does this. He can't. You can't be serious again. It's it's not what I, I actually think uh, that might be uh, worth some pizza money. <laughs> but Ballard was asked on Saturday be back yesterday. He is going to be a candidate. Okay. Oh. Um, tough. And I told Mister Ursay this. I mean, I. Like when, when, he, when he made the decision and we talked through Jeff, I, I, I voiced my concerns, I, which were, look, this is unprecedented. And we're putting him into a really tough situation here, taking a, a team over midseason. Um, it's going to be tough. And I wanted to make sure he understood that. And I had the same talk with Jeff. Um, but 
look, here's what I know about Jeff being around him. He is smart. Um, he is a good teammate. And he is a leader. Like, those things are real. And now we need to find out, because we didn't get into, like, you can't change. Like, you can't do wholesale changes, like, <laughs> when you come in week eight. You know, that, that stuff starts in April. Uh, I, I think that there might be something to it. It also sounds like Ursay does whatever he wants. No doubt. He doesn't run any, doesn't care what Ballard says. And, and that's oh. that's part of the reason why I would take a slice of Jeff Saturday. I oh really would. Oh, my God. And then fall off my couch laughing when they make that uh, the decision. <laughs> How about the next Carolina head coach, Wilkes, is yeah. plus 350. Is, I, he's got to get the job, doesn't that doesn't seem it? too obvious? He did a great job. I was, I, was, I was wrong on that. He did a great job. Looked like they were going to tank. They traded McCaffrey. You're like, oh, they're going to lose the most games. Almost made the damn playoffs. And we found out how much the players like him, and they were playing for him to keep the job. I'm with Mike Pritchard. I'm, I'm just, I can't see because Shane Steichen used to play quarterback know, yeah. here, and I'm just, I'm like Shane Steichen. Yeah. Former Vikings GM Rick Spielman on the show coming up next. Nobody uh, believes in Minnesota. Why should we? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, Vsin's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport, secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vsin.com slash horses. Support the sponsors. Please sign up now. This will be a lot of fun. Uh, as Rick Spielman joins the program now, he is with CBS Sports and the 33rdteam.com as an analyst there, former longtime GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Good morning, sir. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Good, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Well, let's start off with your former club here because a common narrative across the country is 
Minnesota is not that good of a football team. They were very fortunate this year. They won 11 games by one score, which is unprecedented. It's never happened in the NFL. You have Kirk Cousins and the people you know, don't have a lot of faith in him and a bad defense down the stretch. Why do you think people could be wrong about Minnesota in the playoffs? Yeah, a couple of things I, I would think. The first thing is I don't care how you win the games when you have the record they have. That's a pretty good accomplishment in the NFL. Cause, uh, and if you're winning those one-score games and setting an NFL uh, record doing that, uh, then that should, I mean, that's something that you got to put your, uh, so if they do get in that situation, they know they're able to come back and do it. Um, you know, they went on the road. They, they beat Buffalo on the road in a, in a crazy game up there in Buffalo. So it seems like when you watch Minnesota play, that it's either going to be, uh, you're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat uh, or it's going to be a win. Uh, but when they lose, they, they go down bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Green Bay loss was horrible. The Dallas loss, they didn't play very well. You know, even Indy, and Indy's not a very good football team right now, but down 33 to nothing, but they were able to come back and set another NFL record doing that. I think what you got to be able to do in any team in general is be able to run the ball and play good defense. I think Minnesota's more than capable of running the ball uh, with Cook, and hopefully they get some of their offensive line back because their offensive line's bagged up a little bit. But their defense is the one that's a concern. If they were playing even in the middle of the pack uh, defense, I think the, a lot of those close games wouldn't have been as close. So I think it's going to come down to them being able to run the ball and, be, and then shoring up that defense a little bit. And then, you know, I've been around Kirk, and I know everybody wants to twist and turn the numbers any way they can. But I also you got to look at the side of, you know, he can't win in close games. Look at how many times, how many fourth quarter wins he's had this year. I don't know mm-hmm. what the issue is between a prime time game and a one o'clock game, but I do know I was, you know, when we went into New Orleans, New Orleans a few years ago, that was a big win for us in, in an overtime win when he hit Kyle Rudolph in the end zone. So I know it's the it's not the game or the the, the situation because he's proven that he can uh, win in those situations. It's just for some reason, the time slot. So maybe I'd adjust his uh, bedtime <laughs> yeah. differently. I don't know. Has has I I had an answer for that? Yep. Has Jefferson exceeded your expectations? I mean, a big reason why they have so much offensive firepower is what you uh, you did from a personnel standpoint. But how high did you have him on your draft board? The look on your face was priceless when the re- Eagles went yeah. wide receiver but didn't go Jefferson. Yeah, no, that was, um, like I said, we really liked uh, Justin Jefferson. I have to give a lot of credit to North Turner, uh, who was the OC at the time, uh, or Kubiak, I'm sorry, Clint Kubiak. And and, uh, Gary Kubiak really liked him. Uh, Our scouts liked him. We spent time with him. So I don't know if you ever know how good someone's going to be, uh, because I think if anyone would have felt that he was going to have the type of career he's had so far, he might have been a top 10 pick or higher than that. Mm-hmm. So um, you just go, and sometimes it's luck the way the board falls to you. That year, I know when we traded away Stephon Diggs to Buffalo, uh, who was in the prime of his career, and I think is, a, is one of the top uh, receivers in the league as well, and us able to rebound from that and get a rookie contract with a Justin Jefferson and have, you know, 
JJ performing like he's performing, I think it ended up being a win-win for both teams. Absolutely. Uh, We saw what happened. It was a hot topic with resting versus rust and what the Chargers did and how Dable treated the final game. Were you in constant communication with the head coach about what you should do from a draft standpoint, where you're sitting at record-wise, or or to sit or play people down the stretch? What was the communication like there? No, the head coach always was uh, the final decision-maker on who was going to dress and who was going to uh, not play. Uh, and I think there's a fine balance between making sure, you know, like you saw Tampa and Todd Bowles, he played Brady and those guys and kind of kept that yeah. momentum going. So I think there is something to that. Um, you know, the uh, Philly, you know, they had they were trying to get the number one seed, but I thought it was great that because he was deemed healthy enough to play for Hurst to go out there and get some game action before the playoffs start. So I, I always believe that you, you, you play, you go out and you play to win the game, but to be smart, knowing where you're at. You know, the Chargers situation was, I believe, a little different because they were just locked in at number five, I believe, at the time. Mm-hmm. So there was no way to move up. Same with the Giants. So there were two different philosophies there. Uh, luckily, it sounds like Mike Evans is going to be healthy to play this week. I haven't heard anything different yet. But God forbid if you would have lost a, a Herbert yeah. or one of your key guys uh, in that last week. So I know a couple coaches I've been with uh, a few years ago, we were in the playoffs, and I think it was the uh, Coach Zimmer elected to rest some of the main starters. Uh, and I think that was the only game that and no one ever talks about this, that Kirk Coven ever, Cousins ever did not start in his career uh, since he became a starter. So, uh, but I think that's a fine balance, but you have to understand your team, where your team is, and you want to make sure they're peaking at the, at the right time heading into the playoffs. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Rick Spielman, our guest, former Vikings GM. He's with the 33rdteam.com and CBS analyst. You have a great article up on uh, both what the Bears should do and Ballard's on the hot seat. He said yesterday, I'll do whatever it takes. Could I move up from four to one? What do you think the Bears should do? And how high are you on Bryce Young? Yeah, I've had an opportunity to see Bryce Young play live twice. And I know everybody's going to criticize him because of his size, and he's not a big guy. Um, But I've never seen a quarterback play, you know, he's small, but he plays with such great vision and such great anticipation. He just has a knack and a feel for the position. And I kind of equated him to, and whether this is people can relate or not, is like when Steph Curry came out, he was too small, you know, a little point guard. Uh, and look at one, what he went up and did the career. I don't think there's any question about Bryce Young's uh, ability on the field, what the people will question with and what's going to happen internally with all these teams, especially if you're up there and want to go get a franchise quarterback which I highly believe he is capable of being. Um, but you're going to worry about can he last for 17 games mm-hmm. uh, and take the hits he's taken. But some of the throws that that kid makes when you are standing on the sideline and where he puts the ball, his anticipation for a guy that's probably going to be under six feet, uh, I rarely have ever seen him get a ball batted at the line of scrimmage. He just got to have, he has that natural feel to slide in the pocket, to find open windows and his accuracy at all levels of the field are, are, are just incredible. So 
I think he's going to be a, a franchise type guy. The biggest concern and it'll get beat up in the media too. Is can a guy that small play at a high level and be a franchise guy uh, in the NFL? Rick, we only have a minute left. Do you think Tua or Lamar Jackson play this week in the playoffs? No, I I don't know. I haven't had their medical staff call me yet this week. So <laughs> I will make sure you guys. I call you guys first time I hear from them. Uh, I don't know. I think Tua's situation is a little different because of the concussions. And God forbid if he went out there and had his fourth concussion, what's the ramifications of that? Where uh, Lamar, uh, you know, he's been out since I believe December 4th with that uh, knee injury, the PCL injury. So, but I do think Baltimore, for them to have a chance, Lamar has to play. Then the question yep. is, he hasn't done anything since December. How rusty is he going to be? And how healthy is he because he makes a living with his legs at that position? Yep. You can follow Rick on Twitter. He's at Spielman underscore Rick. And you can read him at uh, 33rdteam.com. He's an analyst there and also at CBS Sports. Rick, great talking to you today. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate that. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. You yeah, got it. Be good. I talked to that guy for a long time. Uh, Biennemi was on his staff. And uh, the Thielen story. The Jefferson, you could say, okay, well, he falls into our lap. We have to take Jefferson. I mean, he's laughing with Zimmer on draft day. That video was so good. Yeah, it is. For those of you who missed it. I mean, check out that video on YouTube. Whatever. How about the Thielen thing, though? He's just some guy off the street. He shows up at a workout at Minnesota State. And they're like, oh, we'll sign him. I mean, that's an incredible story. Wasn't that, was it Randy Moss who was on TV saying, oh, yes. boy, Thielen, sneaky fat. Or yeah, he judged a book by his uh, cover. Yeah, the kid can yeah. scoot. Look at the 40 time. Yeah. Amen, brother. We'll recap what took place last night in sports betting. Win some, lose some. This incredible run that we had in the NHL last night. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boosts, great house specials, a ton of playoff props this weekend for Wild Card Weekend, phenomenal menu, and whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, they have you covered. Promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance at Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Here we go. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest man. All right, two weeks worth of stuff to pick from. Let's start with number five, going for Pembroke. When Brad Allen and Kirk Cousins get together for a football game, you know it's going to be fun. And the final minute of the first half of the Vikings-Bears game in Chicago on Sunday was indeed a real clown show. After the Bears had used all three of their timeouts, once the Vikings had marched into the red zone, Minnesota faced first and goal from the six-yard line with 57 seconds left. Now the Vikings had two timeouts remaining. They had to burn one early in the second quarter when Brad Allen's crew had ruled Alexander Madison short of the goal line but had failed to reset the play clock. On first down, Dalvin Cook gained one yard to the five. Minnesota then let 20 seconds run off the clock before using their second timeout with 25 seconds left. Then the Vikings ran Cook on second down again, this time losing a yard back to the six. They used their final timeout with 20 seconds left. On third down, Cousins, finding no one open in the end zone, Dumped the ball off to Cook in the middle of the field. He was tackled for no game at the six with the clock running. 
The Vikings ran their field goal unit onto the field as time was ticking down. As Brad Allen's crew scrambled and had multiple field footballs on the field, Greg Joseph hit a 24-yard field goal as time expired to give the Vikings a 19-6 halftime lead. But not so fast. A review initiated by the booth and conducted by Brad Allen revealed the Vikings had 12 men on the field and the kick was erased. Oh, I guess we can forgive Kevin O'Connell for botching the final sequence. Who isn't afraid of giving Nathan Peterman the ball with 15 seconds left? <laughs> Number four, the Trojan gift horse. USC, who stood just a victory over Utah in the Pac-12 championship game away from a college football playoff, instead found themselves taking on Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. The same Tulane who hadn't appeared in a major bowl game since the Great Depression. After Dennis Lynch's field goal with four and a half minutes to go, the Trojans led 45-30. That's when Alex the Grinch, who stole the Cotton Ball's defense, really showed up. It took Tulane just two plays to go 63 yards and cut the Trojan lead to eight. On the ensuing kickoff, USC wide receiver Mario Williams, who had returned just one kickoff all year, lunged at a ball heading into the end zone and knocked it out of bounds at the one-yard line. That's when Lincoln Riley decided to take the ball out of the hands of his Heisman-winning quarterback and hand off to Austin Jones twice. The second time, Jones didn't get out of the end zone, and the safety brought the green wave to within six, 45-39. Still, the Trojans needed just one stop to secure the bowl victory. Alas, they couldn't stop Tulane on fourth and six, or fourth and 10. Tulane had the ball with no timeouts on their own 42 with 50 seconds to go. No problem. Quarterback Michael Pratt completed just four passes on the drive, but got the green wave into the end zone with nine seconds left to overcome the men of Troy, 46-45. We all heard about SC was back this year. All I know is that if you gave John McKay or John Robinson or Pete Carroll or even Ted Tolner or Larry Smith a 15-point lead with four minutes to go, I think the results would have been a lot different. <laughs> Number three, to taunt or not to taunt? That is the quandary. The Seahawks and Rams on Sunday in Seattle with their wild card hopes on the line. Seahawks kicker Jason Myers hit the right upright as time expired to send the game into overtime. After Geno Smith and the Seahawks went three and out, the Rams took over on their own 26, needing just a field goal to end Seattle's playoff hopes. On the second play of the drive, Baker Mayfield had Van Jefferson wide open, streaking past midfield. Little Baker put all he could into the throw, but the giant lollipop hung yeah. up so long that safe Seahawks safety Quandry Diggs ran across the field and intercepted the pass. That's when Diggs found himself in a real quandary. Should he turn left? and return the interception at least 20 yards into Rams territory? Or should he run straight out of bounds at his own 36 while holding the ball out in front of himself to taunt former teammate Bobby Wagner on the Rams <laughs> sideline? Obvious choice. <laughs> Somehow Craig Rolstad's crew missed the taunting and the Seahawks started 30 yards out of field goal range, but they drove down the field behind Kenneth Walkers and Myers redeemed himself with a 32-yarder to win it, 1916. Number two, packing it in. Everything was on the line Sunday night in Green Bay as the Packers yeah. took on the Lions. First place in the, circa, in the Circa Millions. The final spot in the NFC playoffs. But most importantly, Matt LaFleur's incredible record of having never had a losing season. Green Bay led 16-13 midway through the fourth quarter when the Lions and Jared Goff drove into the red zone. On first and 10 from the Packers 11, Goff hit running back DeAndre Swift for a two-yard gain to the nine. Swift fell awkwardly and members of the Detroit medical staff rushed onto the field. As three members of their medical team were attempting to get to Swift, 
Packers linebacker Quay Walker pushed one of them. And then Packers defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt came up and bumped that same medical staffer from behind and obviously said something to him. Walker was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct and ejected. The Lions got a first down at the Packers' four and would punch it in three plays later to take a 2016 lead. That would be the final score, and the Packers were eliminated from the playoffs. But let's give a little more context to Quay Walker's actions. This wasn't the first time he hit an opposing staff member. He was ejected during a Sunday night football game in October in Buffalo for pushing a member of the Bills coaching staff. And his actions in Green Bay on Sunday night come just six days removed from the Bills medical staff resuscitating and saving DeMar Hamlin's life on Monday night football after he suffered a heart attack in Cincinnati. On Monday, Walker said, quote, I let my emotions get the best of me. What emotions? He hates medical staffers. He hates defenseless people. Quay Walker needs to be suspended to start next season. And number one, a bad day at the office. In the aftermath of Georgia's 65-7 destruction of TCU in the national title game, Ohio State must be thinking about what might have been. The Buckeyes led the Bulldogs 38-24, entering the fourth quarter of their Peach Bowl national semifinal matchup. After Georgia rallied to take a 42-41 lead with under a minute to go, Ohio State drove to the Georgia 31 with 24 seconds to go and two timeouts in their pocket. The ball was on the left hash mark. In three plays, Ryan Day failed to move the ball either forward or to the center of the field. On first down, they ran Dalen Hayden off tackle left for a loss of one. On second down, they threw a slant to the right hash that was incomplete. And on third down, Stroud was forced out of the pocket and had to throw the ball away. This left Noah Ruggles' pressure-packed kick off the left hash and from 50 yards out. It never had a chance as he hooked it badly. It is unforgivable that Ryan Day couldn't get the ball centered for Ruggles. None of the three plays were designed to bring the ball to the middle of the field. And Ohio State fans, well, they are left to tell their kids about 2014. And that is no hyperbole. Very good. Excellent. Great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good writing. I cannot believe some of the penalties. The walker, the, the 15 yard for messing with the ball on the field goal for money. Oh, the, in the half. The yeah. money badger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then how about the roughing the punter call? In the Seattle game. Yeah. It was enormous. The Rams had three calls go against them. Uh, yeah. They did. They did in that game. Yeah. And I mean, the, I, I thought McVay really was trying to go out a winner there. You know, the, the, the Rams. So had, did I. Yeah, I, oh. I really did because I think he's, he's going to the booth. I also uh, think yeah. if, if Jalen Ramsey doesn't like lower. That one too. Like Come that. Yeah. But Geno Smith ran right into him. Yeah. But if, if, if do, you, do you really have to throw the flag on that too? No. I don't think you had no. to. No. Where's the taunting? I bet he holds the ball out and <laughs> yeah, runs right yeah. to him. Yeah. I said, does he think the game's over? Did yeah. he think they scored and they had one more possession to get, you know, I was, it's unbelievable. He had 25 yards in front of him, a field yeah. if he turns it up field. Yeah. The, the biggest reason Ohio State lost the game is what? What you just said, or was there another reason why? I, well, I thought the biggest play of the game was when Kirby called the, the timeout Huge. on the fake punt. Concurs, you know, they, yeah. they lose the game if they, if they convert yeah. that, that fake punt. Agreed. Pie. I would also say Michael Harrison getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Harrison, yep. yeah, yeah, um, that's a killer because that kid was unstoppable in that game. But it's funny the way it works. I mean, we all and Paulie said this on Monday or Tuesday, both days actually. Uh, we usually say this for the NFL, Mike, but uh, oh, you know, it's a week week by week league. It is. Ohio State had week Georgia dead sport. and buried. Sure, sure. And yeah, you know, again, blame Michigan. You want to be mad at somebody for sure. I cannot believe that they didn't belong discussion. I mean, they. 
<laughs> a semifinal game and they win. It just it, it's it happens. No. Super Bowls, there's blowouts. It happens. You get fluke results. No, there, we there know are... Georgia was the better team, obviously. But the final score, I mean, you saw it for years. The Super Bowl was never close when we were growing up. Right. Never. Oh, no. Right. Forget no. it. No. It's the NFC. Up. When we were, you know, when we were twelve through twenty, the NFC would win every year by uh-huh. three or four touchdowns. Did they go like on a fifteen-game winning streak or oh, something was, like that in incredible. the Super Bowl? It was incredible. Well, Denver was a sacrificial lamb a couple mm. times. That's right. But I mean, you had 49ers, Cowboys, the Giants, the Redskins. They yep. were all really good coming through the '80s and into the early '90s. Absolutely. Uh, what kind of a result was it for Georgia throttling TCU in the national title game? We'll ask Mike that next here and follow the money. It's Vsin the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.